Hi, this is Adina here with today's episode of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, podcast show of courage to be curious. And before I launch into today's podcast episode, I wanted to just make a quick announcement here. Somebody recently said to me, what happened to last week's podcast? It was the first week of April. And what I shared with them, and I wanted to make sure that listeners who are subscribed only through the podcast app are aware of, is that in the first week of the year, I don't release a typical podcast, but rather a newsletter, a newsletter that recaps the podcast from the previous month, gives updates on news and events happening with Courage to be Curious, and also an article or letter to the readership. So if you are only subscribed through the podcast app, but want to keep up to date with what's going on with Courage to be Curious and not miss what comes out in the first week of the month, then go to the Courage to be Curious website and you can either go to the podcast tab and sign up to be part of our community or on the bottom third of the page where there's opportunities to sign up to become part of our community or for our newsletter and go ahead and add yourself to the list there so that you don't miss anything. The article that came out the beginning of this month was What Was Today's Miracle? And so if you want to catch that or catch things like that, then please go on and sign up. And likewise, if you are a subscriber who gets the podcast through the emails that we send out and you want to have it on your app so that it just gets delivered to you weekly, go ahead to your podcast app and subscribe to Wonder Your Way to Brilliant. And as you know, because I've been saying it for the last few weeks, one of our goals in 2019 is to really increase the listenership of Courage to be Curious, and I want to say thank those of you who have been helping us with that because listenership of the episodes has tripled actually from February to March and may even be on the way to far surpass that in April. So if you've been sharing and telling people about Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, thank you. You're doing a great job, and if you're finding these valuable, keep spreading the word. This is how the good word gets out there. So moving on to today's episode, we are moving into a new yama. If you've been following us, you know that we are spending an entire year exploring the yamas and niyamas, yoga's ethical practices and principles for living. And it really is a guidebook, as I've said, for how do we think about our lives? How do we get curious about how we're living and the ethical nature of our lives? And so this week, this month's principle that we're going to be exploring is asteya or non-stealing. And sometimes I just read something directly from Deborah Adele's book on the Yamas and Niyamas because it's just so powerful and there's nothing I could say that would say it better. So I want to start off today and just share what she brings forward at the beginning of this section. She writes, I was recently at a wedding where I had the opportunity to speak with the priest who was officiating at the service. Trying to make conversations, conversation, I asked him if in all his many years of several hundred weddings, he had ever had the experience of a wedding being halted at the last moment. He relayed the following story. It seems that the day of the wedding, the bride-to-be discovered that her almost husband had slept with the maid of honor the night before. She didn't tell anyone about this discovery, but proceeded to prepare for the wedding as normal, walk down the aisle, and stand at the altar. The service proceeded up to the point in the ceremony where the priest asked if there was anyone who objected to the marriage. At that point, the bride spoke, saying, Yes, I have an objection. I can't in good faith marry a man who would steal from our future together with his actions of last night. She then proceeded to walk down the aisle and out of the church, 
leaving a stunned groom at the altar and a silent crowd in the church pews. Deborah Dell then goes on to write, like the bride in the story above, the third jewel, esteia, or non-stealing, calls us to live with integrity and reciprocity. If we are living in fears and lies, our dissatisfaction with ourselves and our lives leads us to look outward with a tendency to steal what is not rightfully ours. We steal from others, we steal from the earth, we steal from the future, and we steal from ourselves. We steal from our own opportunity to grow ourselves into the person who has a right to have the life they want. So I want to stay with a few of the things that Adele brings forward. The first thing that struck me as I read this story, I don't think anybody listening here could be surprised to say, oh, well, of course she left him or or she was perfectly justified in leaving him at the altar because of his actions of the previous night. The thing that I found interesting about it was the language. That I can't in good faith marry a man who would steal from our future together with his actions of last night. She didn't say, you know, I I couldn't in good faith marry a man who would be such a jerk or who would, you know, behave so badly or any of those generic kinds of things. But the expression was, I can't in good faith marry a man who would steal from our future together. And it struck me as to how profound a message that was. Stealing from our future because we can imagine, many of us have been there at the beginning when a couple gets married, is you've tried to build things that would serve as a foundation, a foundation for love, a foundation for devotion, a foundation for commitment, and a foundation that's strong enough to build a life, perhaps build a family on top of, to build an entire long-term future. That's what we imagine, and that's what we set up for when we get married. And so this idea that through the actions, He was stealing from all of the potential of that future by making a choice that would, at the very beginning, erode that foundation or place a huge crack or crevice in that foundation, therefore making it no longer solid. And that sense of stealing something from the future because of an action now really caused me to pause and think, wow, how does that show up for us in our lives? You know, when we are, you know, when we're in a relationship or in any kind of endeavor that we begin upon or in any kind of moment, are we fully in integrity? Are we fully solid in our intentions? Or do we do things that actually set it up for not being so stable or not being so strong. But let me not stay solely with this example, but then go into what Deborah Adele says afterwards, where she says, this principle of Estea calls us to live with integrity and reciprocity because if we live in fears and lies, our dissatisfaction with ourselves and our lives leads us to look outward with this tendency to steal what is not rightfully ours. And so I wondered to myself about this bride. And I don't know anything about her. I don't know the story, right? I'm reading it from the book and getting as much information as you are here. But 
I wonder if one of the things that went through her mind was not only was he shattering a foundation right at the beginning of something and in that way stealing from what would be built on top of it, but did it perhaps cross her mind that what might be out of integrity with him or what might be lacking, what might he feel lacking in himself or what fears might he have, whether it was about marriage or about his ability to commit or a sense of lacking of self-worth or a lacking of integrity inside that turned him outward for something rather than being able to feel fully grounded and present and committed to what was happening now. And I think about that from the sense of any time we have an insecurity or a sense of lack inside, we don't feel good about ourselves. We don't feel smart enough. We don't feel um, that we're the right size or the right shape or the right amount of smartness or the right amount of good looking or the right amount of um, anything that does that provoke us to steal outwardly in other ways. Meaning just like very often we hear the story of a child who is abused or bullied at home by a parent then going on to a playground and abusing or bullying kids on the playground. Something was stolen for them, from them and left a gap in them and then therefore they go out and they try to fill that gap of what's lacking inside by exerting their power over others. And do we have places of lacking inside of ourselves that in trying to fill those holes, to fill those spaces, we go out and we try to claim things that are not ours? And I want to give some examples that I know are ones that have been a huge struggle for me through a lot of my life. Thankfully, they're improving. The more I engage in this work, the more it seems to you know, help tame these tendencies that I know I could see in myself. But I can remember many instances where people would share good things that were happening for them. Maybe they got a promotion at work. Maybe they went on a great big trip to an exotic place and met somebody really fabulous or things like that. And I can remember these experiences and the sense of lack that they would activate in me or it would seem like a spotlight would come and shine down on me as I was sure of it. Like, oh, well, you're never going to be eligible for that kind of a promotion or you don't get those kinds of promotions, only other people get them. Or, yeah, you go on trips, but you never go to exotic places like that or meet the famous people because you're not like the kind of person that stuff happens to. And these are all subtle things that are happening in the interior of our minds, right? We don't often say them out loud. But during these conversations, instead of being present to the person and being able to truly be present to their experience and be joyful or excited or celebratory or these things, I would find myself stealing from the conversation. I would either shut down and try to change the subject because the discomfort of my own comparative inadequacy was too painful. Or maybe I would try to one-up it with something else. Well, I went here and I did this. Well, this happened for me at work, or this person said this great thing about me. So I would divert, and instead of being present and celebratory or excited for them, I would try to find something in me and therefore steal from their excitement and try to put myself you know, 
at an equal footing at least, if not on another footing that I could seemingly feel better about. Or maybe I would just leave the conversation, or maybe I would try to diminish what they said. Well, you know, those things are really not so great because here's what can happen or, you know, but I bet that person didn't whatever. So it's like putting, throwing the, the damp wash rag or something on what somebody said and not letting them experience the full joy or excitement of what it is they wanted to share. And I could, I mean, I could run a list of, of times and feelings that I, I know that I brought those selves, that, those pieces of myself to conversations because of a part of me that was lacking. And I can even remember that every year when we come the time of atonement and the Jewish religion and all these things, like it would be the thing I would feel most badly about. Every year I would come, why do I do this? Why do I do this? Why do I do this? And want to beat myself up. But what I discovered over time was that the only way to stop stealing from others in this way to try to fill these spaces of lack inside myself was to start figuring out how do I feel better about myself. And that was not an outward focus. That was an inward focus. I needed to be able to take on those places of lacking inside myself. I needed to be able to understand them. I needed to be able to reckon with them. I needed to be able to you know, come to be at peace with who I was. And it's only been as I've been pursuing that journey that then I find myself stealing less. I will never be perfect. None of us will ever be perfect. As they say, we're on the journey. I'm not sure there's ever a final destination. But what I can say is that in doing the work, those kinds of tendencies in myself become less. And that's the direction I hope to be going in, right? I steal less from others. And, you know, as we go through the month, we'll talk more about the stealing from others, also ways that we steal from ourselves, steal from our futures, as talked about here. So I just want to leave you with this thought today, because it's a big one, is what is the correlation or the relationship between places of lack inside of ourselves and this tendency to try to steal from other people's experience or steal outwardly things that don't actually belong to us, but because we feel so desperate to try to fill a hole inside of ourselves. I know not a real uplifter, right? But the uplifter is that there is the journey forward, right? There's a place to go with it. And that's what we're doing. That's why we're doing this work. Sometimes we have to have the courage, right? To face the stuff that feels yucky. And I've certainly found that only with the courage to face the stuff that feels yucky, do you get to a place that suddenly starts to feel a whole lot more, um, a place of greater integrity, a place that feels more settled, a place that, um, brings more contentment. So that is the goal in bringing us to the awareness of these things. And so again, if you found this meaningful to you, you think others that you think you know others who would benefit from listening, please share it. And whenever you feel ready to take the journey, this is why I do this work. This is what Courage to be Curious is about, is to expand our capacity for our own awareness, our awareness of others, and our relationship with them. And if this feels like a meaningful call for you in your life right now, get in touch with me, reach out. This is what I'm here for. This is what the work that we do is all about. Um, you can always email me with comments or thoughts at adina at couragetobecurious.com. These posts are always found on our Courage to Be Curious Facebook page um, and also on LinkedIn. So thanks for listening. We will be back again next week and we will continue our conversation of Estea and non-stealing.